Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So with sleep apnea, your sleep is interrupted, and that means that the oxygen flow to your brain is interrupted, right? And that causes a stress response in your body. Your body's like, oh my God, my brain is not getting enough oxygen. And the grinding at night in particular is a, a response to that. And the thought is behind that, the act of grinding can move your mouth in such a way to open up that airway a bit. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome to Los Angeles! Every week we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome Glamgelinos! We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Kirby. Yes. I think that Zoe is definitely your niece slash goddaughter because she freaking loves Halloween. Yes. Yes, Zoe. Yes. Like, not scared of any of the decorations. And in fact, there is a house on the other street and they, like, go all out and they have, like... um, characters from Coco like life size they have like um Nightmare Before Christmas like all the you know spooky characters on the lawn and every time we walk by the street you have to like turn on it to get on the street when we walk down she like cries because she wants to turn right to see all the characters and at first we were like what's going on like why is she like whining um, uh-huh. And then sure enough, we were like, oh, I think she wants to go see like the decorations. And then we turn and then she like loses her shit and like is like saying hi, like squealing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. Wow. It, a child after my own heart. Yeah. And Listen, like little Zoe, there's more where that came from. Right. Get ready, girl. I'm like, are you going to be the one in the family that actually enjoys like horror films? Because Matt and I are <laughs> such wussies. Like we can't. Auntie Kirby's taking Zoe to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. Finally. A thousand percent. You have someone to go to. My one person that will go with me. I have to wait 20 years, but it'll happen. Does Patrick not go with you? No, he's terrified. He will not do it. He does not like being scared. He doesn't like horror movies. Like, he couldn't even watch, like, Haunting of Hill House because it freaked him out so bad. That show is truly scary at, at points. He doesn't like jump scares. He doesn't like gore stuff. He likes psychological thrillers, but that's probably as far as it's going to go. Like a squid game. Squid game. Holy shit. I am unwell still thinking about that show. It's a lot. It's a lot. And like the people who binged it, who watched like all nine episodes in a day, like that's not good for your mental health. No, I had so much anxiety watching Squid Game because I just kept imagining what I would do in their position. Uh huh. Like uh episode Mm -hmm. six marble game no nope i had i had a dream the other night uh where it was like a squid game like you know scenario where i was competing and olivia munter who is like a former coworker of mine she like saved me she was like my ollie and i texted her and i was like if you had it uh it was like this stupid thing like i lost my piece for this game and she like made one for me like I would have died <laughs> wow 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 yeah if, it's been like two three weeks since I watched squid game and clearly I'm still thinking it's wild Sarah told me to watch squid game y'all so I'm uh, like admittedly thought this was a reality show I don't know why I thought Sarah would be watching a reality show but I was like the images of squid game it looks like it's a new reality show totally and it's like Netflix you don't know what you you know you just don't know what you're getting And then I'm like, oh, okay, so this is an actual scripted television series 
And after the end of the first episode, I'm texting Sarah going, what the fuck, man? Why did you think I would like this? And you were like, buckle up, sister. I'm like, okay. It is. It's for the cultural commentary. We need to, you know. It's, it's so our... good. I, I mean, it, it's, it's so good. good. And I love the story, too, that the the writer tried to sell this show to everyone and everybody declined and then they finally got it made and it's literally like the most watched show ever to exist on the planet so and we need to get Hoyon on the show because she's yes I'm obsessed with her I am obsessed with her I couldn't stop like looking at her face same every episode even her lips when they're dry I'm like oh yeah so good dry and then like even when her like she's supposed to look really tired and gaunt I'm like, dude, she's so pretty. Like her, it's like very symmetrical. Her face because she was a she's a model. She's a she won yeah, fourth yeah. place on Korean's Top Model. But like an incredible actress. First first series, y'all. If you watch it, if you haven't watched Squid Game, you have to watch it. But this was her first acting debut, and like, literally what? everyone's obsessed with her. Everyone. She's now a Louis Vuitton ambassador. I mean, this I mean, this girl's going yeah. places. Going places. We love to see it. It was just so good. It was so good. I don't know what this, if they do a second season, which I'm sure they are, like what that's going to look like, but they have some high expectations to me. I mean, it was already fully traumatizing for the episode, this season. I don't know how they're going to top the craziness that ensued. I mean, the, the finale itself, I was just, yeah. my mouth was open the whole the, time. The twists. Like our, the twists. Yeah. It was wild. It was absolutely wild. It's a great piece of television. If Listen, if you can't stomach grotesque violence, then you definitely should not watch this show. I'll put it that way. So, But if you can, you should. If you can stomach it, you should watch it. Yes, you should. Baby Zoe, girl, I got you back. I actually have like a... You and her. I have a really cute thing for baby Zoe that I forgot to bring to her first birthday party. So oh my God. I'll have to send it over. She's- this bee is so spoiled. I know. She is so spoiled, but that's how we have to do. <laughs> Our first baby, Clem Jolino. Um, <laughs> speaking of spoiled, we had an amazing guest on the show. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Sarah's great like, segue. great segue. Um, amazing guest this week, Dr. Victoria Weitzman. She is someone that I met several years ago. Uh, she's by a bi-coastal cosmetic dentist, and I remember when... I got invited in to get my teeth professionally whitened. I didn't know what Dr. Weitzman looked like. Um, I actually didn't even realize that she was a woman until I walked in because I just saw Dr. Weitzman in the email um, and didn't look her up before. And she is just like the most glam dentist. And I know a lot of people have a fear of going to the dentist because... Okay, are they going to drill in my mouth? Are there going to be fingers in my mouth? Are they going to be scraping things? You know, like there's just so many different things that you can experience going to the dentist that are not pleasant. Um, And Dr. V, just she's like a ray of sunshine, big, bright, white smile, red lipstick typically, you know, just like a blonde bombshell of a dentist and really puts you at ease. So Dr. Weitzman, she's a DDS, General and Cosmetic Dentist, and she leads the dental team at Cosmetic Dental Studios in Beverly Hills. She has, like, every celebrity client known to mankind. Everybody goes to see Dr. V when she's in town. Um, Like I mentioned, she's bi-coastal, so she's also based in New York. And she has been offering cosmetic and preventative dental dental care since 2005. She is state licensed to practice dentistry in both in New York and California and is certified by the Commission of Dental Competency Assessments. She graduated cum laude from a six-year program. I mean, this woman is so, so accomplished. She was the school... Okay, get this. She received a doctorate of dental surgery in dentistry at New York University College of Dentistry as the school's youngest graduate at 22. Jeez. Okay. So this woman just, I mean, and I could go through all of like her general studies and her externships and all the surgery, you know, that she has gone through, but she just knows her shit, to put it very bluntly. I was talking to Sarah about having her on because I interviewed her for a story for Allure about TMD, tempo mandibular joint. We all have one of those. And if you have TMD, it's the tempo mandibular disorder. Um, so if you're if you hear your jaw click a lot, if you notice maybe your masseter muscle 
is getting wide, you have a more square face shape than normal, you may clench and grind your teeth. And this is a passion of mine because I've been going through it for so long. But as Sarah rightfully notes during the interview, everybody is starting to experience this because of stress. Stress is like a huge factor that plays into this. So if you clench your teeth or, or sorry, clench your jaw or grind your teeth and it's causing pain, causing headaches, causing just general stress. Or in my in my experience, have a partner that you sleep next to that is experiencing this and is affecting your sleep. Yes. You, you should listen to this episode. Listen to this episode because sleep apnea could be a cause. If you're wondering, you're like, come on, man, S- stop. <laughs> Close your mouth. They may they may need it for their their Sometimes life. Sometimes I they literally may... <laughs> like I like shove Matt. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> I might feel so bad after. I'm like, oh gosh, I feel really bad. But like that was really it. Also sounds painful, you know. It does. It does. I I have to shake Patrick sometimes too because he sleeps like a literal log and but then sometimes I'm like I don't want to deal with this so I just go down and sleep on the couch and then he always feels bad he's like you need to wake me up if I'm doing that because he's he's oh you're so you're so kind he sleeps like he snores on one side and not the other so yeah that's special yeah yeah so I'm like turn your ass over dude uh and then I always feel bad because I'm like bless his heart he doesn't even know he's doing it so anyways (laughs) long story short Dr. V is on the episode today um, we get into it with her. We talk a little bit about veneers and and her favorite uh, at home oral care products. You're gonna love her, and she so graciously offered this. We were like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" So we're gonna do a giveaway. I feel like there's been a lot of giveaways happening. We have a giveaway happening in the Facebook group right now, but we're gonna do a giveaway. If you want the opportunity to see Doctor V complimentary for a teeth whitening, a little mouth checkup, and you live in LA or New York. That's the stipulation. Like you have to be able to get to LA or New York to receive this. She's not gonna fly. Sadly, we can't fly her direct to y'all. And we can't fly you to LA or New York, apologies. No, sadly, sadly. Be sure to check our social media to learn how to enter to win. Um, We'll be posting about that uh, today on our Facebook, Twitter, and our Instagram. Uh, Oh, last thing, y'all. Sorry to drag this out. No new episode Tuesday. Our apologies. It's really my fault. I just have had a lot of travel this month, and there was no way to make this happen. So we're going to do a replay of our Halloween episode from last year. Enjoy it, and we'll be back with an amazing guest. I I mean, all of our guests are amazing, but we, we talk about this person and this brand founder a lot on a religious level and they're going to be on the podcast next Friday. We will talk to you then. Dr. Weitzman, hi. Hi. It's so good to see you. I feel like it's been ages since you and I have actually seen each other IRL. Yes, it's so great to see you too. I know the last time I think you were in the office for something, but yeah, it's been a while since anyone has seen anyone these days. Seriously. So it's so awesome to see your gorgeous face. For anyone that's not familiar with Dr. Weitzman, she's like the most glam dentist, like always has beautiful jewelry on she always has her make done her hair did she always looks so put together I love it I love it it makes you feel just like she's one of the girls because I'm sure you get this a lot Dr. V but people are probably scared to go to the dentist people are always scared to go to the dentist I feel like one of the biggest things when patients call the office is their anxiety will it be painful, fear of the unknown? Oh my God, what are they going to find? What are they going to tell me? What do I need? I think a lot of it is 
they just don't know about what they need, you know, and just coming in and getting that initial consultation a lot of the time puts their fears aside. Totally. But yeah, I agree with you. And and speaking of girls club, I think you're right. I think that, you know, most of my patients are women. My demographic is mostly female. And I think there is a certain comfort level going to a female provider, especially when we're talking about beauty and cosmetic treatment. I feel like we just kind of get it in a way, not that male providers can't, but there's a certain relatability factor there because we primarily do cosmetic dentistry. Yes. Yes. We get how important it is to feel confident, to look good, you know, to present your best self. Totally. Dr. V, we start every episode with a question for our guests called what's on your face. You have to break it down for us because like Kirby said, you look beautiful. What have you been loving right now that is currently on your face? Thank you. So I have to say like my whole philosophy behind beauty and skincare and makeup and all that is simplicity and kind of like taking it out of the equation, like finding something you're comfortable with and you know, okay, this is what I do every morning. Now I don't have to think about it. And now I can focus on getting my day done. Something that makes you feel confident. So usually I stick with like, I wear black every day. I wear scrubs. I don't know if you can see I'm ready to go to the office. So I like things with a little bit of pop and things that stay on because literally I go through like 10 or 15 masks a day. So I need something that's going to stay there. And for me, like professional too, I don't want to think about my face throughout the day. I want to do my routine in the morning and be done so I can focus on other stuff. I think it was Steve Jobs who wore that black turtleneck every day because <laughs> he didn't have to think about it. He could focus on his company. And I feel the same way about beauty and skincare and makeup anyway. So I like things that are long lasting. So usually I wear some sort of tinted moisturizer with a little glow because I feel that gives a little bit of color because I tend to be very pale, as you can see. So I think it makes you look a little healthier. I found this new lip stain by Chanel. I, I happen to, I know you guys asked me, I happen to have it right here next to me because I just put it on before we went on. And I've been obsessed with it. It literally stays on. And this is a little out of the ordinary for me. This is actually called shocking pink, but everything that I wear is very like neutral and black. So I do like to have that pop of color on like my lips or my nails, just to add a little bit of that fun factor. Cause you know, why not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that aside, not to be too tongue in cheek too, but what's on my face, always a bright smile, right? You have to have that. So I'm constantly trying to find new ways to keep my teeth bright because I think anything that's effortless just makes your life easier. Lashes, a bright smile, a lip stain, and you're good. Do you have lash extensions? I do because you know what it is? We're all so busy, right? Like, like I said, most of my patients are women their bosses, they have companies they're running like you guys. We don't have time to think about that. Beauty is really important, but beauty is a tool to make yourself feel confident so you can focus on the other things. And a lot of my patients come in, they'll say, I want that effortless smile. I want that effortless beauty. I feel the same way. Lash extensions, a lip stain, a bright smile, things that you don't really have to think about. Totally. Gel manicure, so nothing chips. I mean, literally, like we don't want to think about this. <laughs> Dr. V is speaking our language. Kirby was blessed with like the most beautiful, long, natural lashes, but I spend more time with my lash lady than like I do most people in my family. So I am right there with you. But it makes such a huge difference when you wake up in the morning. Time is everything. Time is so valuable. Looking good is really important, but the less time you have to spend looking good, the better. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And uh, speaking of face, I'm also a fragrance girl too. I like that little bit of... So Tom Ford, I'm like obsessed with. I just have to say that. Which one? The black bottle. I think it's black orchid. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Love. 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 Because I love things that are not too feminine, powerful, but not too feminine or girly, you know, so. 100%. Obsessed with Tom Ford, yeah. Neroli Portofino is my drug of choice from Tom Ford. I just could oh, is bathe it? in it. It's my absolute <laughs> He's got favorite. the most amazing sense. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your background and your passion and how yeah. you even became a dentist. What compelled you to want to go into dentistry in the first place? 
So growing up, I went to art school for a long time. I was very artistic. I was one of those creative kids that would stay in my room all day and draw. So naturally, I wanted to do something creative. But I also always had wanted to do something in a medical field. Like you would ask me when I was five years old, what do you want to do? It would be I want to be a doctor. Didn't know what kind of doctor. But I always knew that that's what I had wanted to do. And then with what I do now, you know, cosmetic dentistry, I kind of get to blend both, like the art of it, the science, the taking care of people. It's actually pretty perfect. Like if I weren't a dentist, a cosmetic dentist, it would be something like plastic surgery where I'm doing something similar, you know? So cosmetic dentistry really lets me be creative every day. It's really not the regular like drill and fill or root canals or anything like that. It's really about creating and designing beautiful smiles. It's about looking at the full face. I used to do a lot of portraiture and portraiture work growing up and looking at the whole face, figuring out what looks best aesthetically, what establishes the most facial flow, as we call it, and really helping people with their confidence. It's really beyond what you see when you smile. It really goes deeper than that. Super rewarding. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit and fill people in who may not be familiar with the difference between regular dentistry and being a cosmetic dentist? Yeah. So, you know, cosmetic dentistry is not really a board certifiable specialty. However, while general dentistry encompasses everything, like for instance, root canals and extractions and fillings and basic hair, cosmetic dentists have gone through a series of training programs after dental school, hands-on training programs, where we focus more so on smile makeovers, producing beautiful smiles, full mouth reconstruction. We do a lot of that. A lot of what we do isn't just making things beautiful. A lot of it is reestablishing health to the smile, because as you guys know, you know, health is the foundation of all beauty, right? Mm -hmm. Not to sound too cliche or whatever, but I mean, it's so true. A lot of times when we're rehabilitating a smile, it's taking out anything that's old and unhealthy that might be in there for 20 years, refreshing it. And then the natural side effect is already a more beautiful smile. Just like with anything else, you take better care of yourself, you're going to look better. You take probiotics, you're going to feel better, you're going to look better. You can drink more water, you're going to look better. You know, same thing with teeth, you know, you take better care of your teeth, they're going to look better. So with cosmetic dentistry, you know, it's health, it's function, it's beauty. It's a lot of those things. We do a lot of complex restorative cases. So we go a little bit beyond what you might do in a general practice. Got it. I interviewed Dr. V for a story, which is why she's here today. We're going to be talking about this very subject, clenching the jaw and grinding the teeth. I was asking her about, you know, veneers. Do you guys remember when Hillary Duff got her veneers? Do you remember this? <laughs> this was monumental for the veneer category. <laughs> Thank you, Hillary. Everyone was talking about her teeth. And I remember at first it looked so foreign in her mouth. Like people were like, whoa, her teeth, that's not what her teeth looked like. This is crazy. But it really did transform her face. And she got it done because she kept chipping her teeth. She says she kept on like hitting the microphone and her teeth would just break. Like she just did not have very strong teeth, I guess. Oh my gosh, yeah. So she was constantly dealing with that. And like now when I see her and I've interviewed her several times, I don't even think about it. I like forget that she even has them. It looks so natural now. I also feel like, you know, in the last year or two even like people are just like more open to sharing the fact that they are getting veneers and talking about it on social media whereas before it was you know very hush hush it was something that you you know went to see your dentist about and then you look different in a family photo and people are trying to figure out what you changed but now people are sharing their journeys and their smile makeovers so yeah like can you tell us why you think that is and why people are getting more veneers lately so I think veneers are part of what we call smile makeovers, and we are doing a lot more of them. And you're right, people are more open to sharing their experiences with veneers. And I think like with anything else, same thing with plastic surgery. Remember when injectables were taboo, and now going to a Botox appointment is like going to get a physical? Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. And I think people are realizing that you know if something makes you feel better about yourself, there's nothing to be ashamed about. And that's really my philosophy with beauty and healthcare, you know, if it makes you feel more confident and if it makes you healthier, there's really no shame around it. And a lot of what we do too, you know, came from the, the pandemic, right? Everyone was at home looking at Zoom. They're like, oh my God, my face from this angle, my teeth. We did have this huge uptick in cosmetic patients 
through the pandemic, I was doing so many virtual consultations because patients had the time to look at their smile on their face, they had the time to think about what they wanted to do. And also, I think through this, well, you know, people realize, you know, you only live once, you should just be confident and happy. And if that means fixing your smile or fixing anything or any part of your life, period, you should just do it. I mean, we're so lucky this day and age, there's so many things we can do to change our lives, whether it's appearance or inwards, like, why not just do it, you know? And my patients inspire me actually, because a lot of them come in with these amazing stories of why they're doing this, whether it's like, I just got divorced and I just want to feel better about myself or I'm older, like I'm in my sixties or early seventies and I'm in the job market again. And I just, I'm competing with younger women and I want to look my best, you know, or people that have overcome eating disorders. That's a huge thing too. medical issues. I mean, there's so many reasons why people do this, but I'm really happy to see it's not taboo anymore. You know, people are really accepting that if it makes you feel better, just do it. Yeah. One thing I think um, people don't realize about veneers or even entire smile makeovers and reconstruction, Dr. V, is that it does take years off of your face. 100%. I use this example anytime I talk to a friend who mentions veneers. Kyle Richards, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, The reason why she looks as young as she does is she has gotten (laughs) de-aging nose job, first of all. But she actually did break her nose, okay? (laughs) She broke her nose on the set of Halloween. But then she got a nose job, and she has actually talked to her rhinoplasty doctor about how reshaping the nose can take years off of your face, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah. The face changes with time. Yes. If you look at her teeth, she has perfectly straight across teeth like top and bottom, like nobody is born with teeth that look legit this perfect. Like there's not even like one tiny centimeter of difference. And so when I see her smile, I'm obviously attracted to it, but I'm like, those are veneers. It just takes years off of your face. It really does. People are now starting to look to cosmetic dentistry instead of things like filler or instead of things like Botox to be like, okay, what can be done to help fix that lower third of my face, which... I want to write a story about this with you, Dr. V, because it's such an interesting topic to me. You know what, Kirby? I think you're so right. Like we were talking about before we started this, I feel like the smile and the lower third of the face is the most overlooked part when you talk about facial beauty. Every article I see out there about beauty is either about the skin, dermatology, fillers, hair products, very few people are talking about the impact of the smile on the entire face. You know, like you said, the lower third of the face, that's your entire smile. With time, as we age, not only do we lose volume in the face itself, like the collagen, and like you were talking about, the nose might droop down a little bit, as all things do when we get older, but the teeth lose volume as well. Teeth get shorter, teeth move inwards. And what happens then when the teeth get shorter and they start moving inwards, now your lower third of the face gets less support. Mm. So it starts shrinking and shrinking and smaller and smaller. So we do a lot of what you said, anti-aging dentistry, focusing on that lower third of the face. It's also what we call dental facial aesthetics, dental facial aesthetics, not just dental alone, not just facial alone. It's all connected. I think that's one of the most overlooked things when we talk about facial beauty, but also, you know, a lot of patients that come in, like I said, most of my patients are women and really, you know, want to look their best. It's done not really instead of filler or Botox, but in conjunction with, because once you restore your smile and you gain that volume in the teeth and the smile, you can now do less with injectables. You know, now if we've built up the teeth a little bit, you're getting more lip support. You don't have to get as much filler. Now you've got a more natural Mm -hmm. look. You don't have to get as much filler in the nasal labial folds. And with older women who are considering a facelift, we have a lot of women who come in and say, well, how do I sequence this? What do I do first? Restore my smile first? Or do I get a facelift first? If you get your smile restored first, you can be more conservative with the facelift because now you have more support in the lower third. So you don't have to pull back as tightly with the facelift. So you just have an overall more natural, more youthful look. So thank you for bringing that up because I think the smile is really, yeah, overlooked with anti-aging and with the whole face. And even just very simple things like whitening your teeth. It makes such a difference. I think the last time I got my teeth professionally whitened was with Dr. V. 
It's been probably three years at this point, Dr. V. You got to come back. You too. Both of you. Both of you come back. We'll have a date. We'll make it a date for sure. (laughs) A dental date. (laughs) A double D with Dr. V. Love it. There are several signs that happen with an aging smile. Just like with an aging face, there are certain signs, right? Like you've got these nasal labial folds. You might have, you know, lines around here. With an aging smile, one of the biggest, biggest, biggest giveaways that a smile is aging is color and staining. So you're right. A whitening is probably the simplest, most conservative thing you could do to brighten your smile. Another thing we see with an aging smile over time is like chipping, the teeth get smaller, and that's when we start talking about veneers. But you're right, color alone can actually brighten the whole entire face. You can wear less makeup. Your face just looks brighter. And speaking of makeup, we were just talking about the lipsticks, right? Speaking of this, when you talk about the smile, different types of lipsticks can make your teeth look brighter. So anything with like a blue tone makes your smile look brighter. Anything with like a warm orange tone, avoid that because can make them look that's just going to bring out the yellow. Dingy. Anything warm will bring out the yellow in your teeth. So you don't want to do anything with like a, like a deep red. That's better. Do you have any product recommendations for at-home teeth whitening? Is there anything that you like? Like, obviously, it's like most ideal to go see a professional, but is there anything that you yeah, recommend? Yeah, so it's most ideal to come into the office and get a whitening because the, the hydrogen peroxide level, which is the active ingredient in whitening, is strongest in the office, right? We could use like 25% hydrogen peroxide. That would be my first recommendation. But once you do that, you can definitely do things at home to maintain it. Like you could do crest white strips. That helps. You could do a whitening toothpaste, Crest 3D White. I think it's called Glam Smile. It doesn't have hydrogen peroxide in it, but it will help keep the stains off. So a lot of it is about maintenance. There are also little whitening pens that you can use as well at home. I know Moon, like Kendall Jenner's line, has a whitening pen too. And that's effective. Like, you know, you carry it in your purse after you went out, had a cup of coffee, you just paint it on on your way home. And that doesn't allow the stains to really settle into the enamel. So that just keeps things bright throughout. So a lot of it is maintenance. This is the question of the hour. Let's talk about it. Teeth grinding and jaw clenching. It is the bane of my personal existence. I know, Kirby. I know. (laughs) Everyone has been talking about it because they've been so stressed over the past couple years. I'm very passionate about this because when I learned that I was doing it, it really made a lot of sense for so many reasons. So first and foremost, will you explain what TMD is, Dr. V? What is the difference between TMD and TMJ? Because I feel like this is these two words are interchanged a lot. Yes. Always interchanged. Right. Yeah. So, so TMJ, everyone's got one. It's the temporomandibular joint. It connects the jawbone to the skull. So everyone's got that joint. This is the TMJ. Temporomandibular dysfunction is when you start to get symptoms in that joint. That could be pain, clicking, headaches, dullness upon waking up. And that could be caused by, like you said, clenching or grinding at night. And it's been super common. We've had more people come in with fractured teeth because of clenching and grinding post-pandemic than any other time. Yeah, And that's because of all the stress people are under. Like, let's be honest, this has been a pretty stressful couple of years for everyone, Mm -hmm. you know? And a lot of that manifests in your habits at night too. You know, clenching and grinding is caused primarily by stress, but it can be caused by a couple of other things, by medical conditions, by a bite that's not totally perfect. Also sleep apnea, you know, you have issues sleeping, that lack of flow of oxygen can cause a stress response. And then your body could start clenching and grinding. Yeah, it's been super common, but there are things you can do like night guards, your dentist can make you one. What I found super, super, super helpful for a lot of patients that have really chronic grinding is Botox injections. So Botox is not just for beauty, obviously. You can get Botox injections like right over here at your jaw. And that really helps relax the muscles. I found that to be like super effective. Yes. So you're not the only one, Kirby. I mean, it's been like a huge problem for a lot of people. When I published the story for Allure about 
clenching and grinding the teeth. They did a big, not promotion, but... Like a package? Yes, a big package around teeth. My story was based on like personal experience, but obviously like was reported as well. I had some incredible sources like Dr. V. Everybody, when I like posted this on my Instagram stories and on my feed was like, oh my gosh, I am going through this. Like the saves, the amount of saves I have on that post is crazy because people are clenching their teeth and grinding their teeth nonstop. My personal story is that I went into a cosmetic dentist for a segment many years ago when I was with Pop Sugar. And he just like very casually looked at my teeth and he wasn't like rude or anything. He's like, do you clench your jaw a lot or like grind your teeth at night? And I had no idea like what he was talking about. He's like, have you ever had jaw issues in the past? And I don't know if I told you this, Dr. V, but I had a herpes appliance when I was in third grade to fix an overbite. I don't think you told me that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I had like full on gear, like bars in my mouth. And it corrected my bite, which was great, but who knows? It could have shifted, whatever. It could have, yeah. He's like, I'm looking at your teeth and your, I guess this is my left tooth. He's like, this left front tooth is significantly longer than this other tooth. And it appears like maybe you have been grinding down your teeth. Same with, I guess, my canines or whatever. Like, Uh I remember them being way more pointed than this. Now they're kind of like a flat surface. That's one of the signs we look for. Teeth that are a little bit flatter, yeah. So can we talk about that? Like, Because clenching and grinding are two different things. That's something that I actually learned through the story. I just kind of grouped them all together. But clenching your jaw and grinding your teeth, there's different indicators that you do one or the other or even both. So can we walk through like what you look for cosmetically? Yeah, exactly. So grinding is when your jaw moves around, right? And clenching is more like when you just clench. Like mostly that happens during the day. And grinding, I think, mostly happens at nighttime. And sometimes people will do both. Like during the day, they'll clench and at night, they'll grind. So a lot of times what we see in the mouth sort of encompasses both, you know. But like you were saying, the teeth tend to be chipped. Teeth that have normally have sharp cusps, like the canines, you know, these like longer teeth in your mouth, most of the time in grinders are flattened totally flattened. The teeth are shorter. And in your case, right, how one side is shorter. Hold on, let me get my gloves on and reach in there. (laughs) I'm like opening my mouth like, Dr. V. This is actually a virtual consultation for the both of us. This is not an interview. (laughs) I do virtuals all the time. I do this at parties. I do this on Zooms. It's your party trick. As a dentist, like you get asked all kinds of questions all the time. I'm like, thank God I'm just a dentist and not something else. But (laughs) anyway, so yeah, so like in your case, for instance, like you've got like more wear on one side that tells us that maybe your wear pattern at night could be that's the way your jaws moving around where you're wearing more on that side Mm. clenching both actually but clenching more so produces more of that like um soreness in your jaw you know you wake up with headaches if you're grinding at night so a lot of times the symptoms are kind of interchangeable the things we look for and most of the time a clencher will be grinding and a grinder will be clenching so it's a little tough to tell exactly what's caused by what, because they produce very similar symptoms. A lot of it is like that TMJ pain and clicking, headaches when you wake up, and definitely like the chip, the worn down teeth. You know, grinding and clenching is a big reason why we do cosmetic dentistry a lot of the time. So many of my patients come in, we do full mouth smile makeovers because over time, they've just worn down tooth structure. Mm worn down old restorations, worn down the cusps of their teeth. And when you do that, that affects the way your mouth functions. Yes. Right? Because those cusps, nature designed everything in your mouth, just like anything else for a reason. Those cusps in your mouth are there for a reason. They help your mouth function in a way that it's supposed to. So when those cusps are worn down, your mouth doesn't have those little stoppers it needs to stop grinding. Now your function is affected. So when we do these smile makeovers, not only are we trying to make the smile look better, but also restore function, like basically restore what's been lost over time. One time I got a massage and the lady massaging, she like, you started massaging like my jaw and she was like, you know, if you, you know, clench a lot, like it's going to change your face shape. And as you get older, your jaw is going to be like really wide. And that like freaked me out. But also I was like, is there any truth to that? Like can clenching or grinding your teeth like change your facial structure? 
Yes, it can. Because when you're grinding, right, or when you're clenching, these masseter muscles, these jaw muscles are overactive. What happens when you work out any muscle anywhere? It gets bigger. The same thing happens with your facial muscles. So when a patient comes in and they've got very well-developed jaw muscles, like these masters here are very well-developed, my first question is, do you grind your teeth? Because that's an indicator of teeth grinding. And also people that just naturally have you know, well-developed masseters or facial muscles are more prone to grinding. So back to the whole Botox discussion, that really helps calm those muscles down. So now it doesn't allow you to grind. So grinding and clenching can change the shape of your face. I've seen in so many patients, especially when we've done smile makeovers, I would definitely recommend if they're clenchers or grinders to get some Botox treatment. I've seen that the shape of their face thin out down here and they no longer have those overly developed muscles because they're not using them or they can't use mm-hmm. them, right? Because now we've gotten them a night guard and now they've got the Botox. So those muscles have an opportunity opportunity to calm down and thin out. So you're right, it can change the shape of your face, but we can definitely correct it. So it's funny because like I have a naturally very square face shape in general. I get Botox for my masseter. It really does help. I actually am in desperate need of it right now. (laughs) So that should be (laughs) happening soon. And it does work for me. But when I first got it done, I actually got it done on camera. It is actually a bold move. Yeah, that's Kirby's life. (laughs) Put it all out there. It's nuts though, because I waited, I think like three or four weeks to record the outro for that video to explain like what worked long-term and what didn't. My face shape from the beginning of the video to that outro is it's night and day. I mean, it is absolutely wild. Like you can see the difference. Isn't that crazy? Oh my God. I want to see. I will send it to you, but the next time I get masseter Botox, so I'll take a picture of myself today, Sarah, I'm going to go get masseter Botox with Dr. Samolitis, my dermatologist. She's injected every masseter known to mankind at this point. (laughs) You'll see, like I'll show before and after how it just slims out the bottom part of my face. Part of that though, everybody listening is that you don't want to overdo it. Speaking from experience, I think the first time I got it done, it was a lot. And I felt like when I was yawning, it was like a struggle to yawn. (laughs) Aww. I was like, ah, trying to get over. <laughs> and also, you don't want to do it so often. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe Dr. V, you know, there's something about like bone density or something. Like if you get too much, it can like lessen that. And then like the lower half of your face can fall, which is like obviously something that you don't want either. Yeah, it's all connected, right? Because the muscle supports the bone, everything in moderation, right? Don't do more than you need. Mm -hmm. Less is always more. You can always get more, right? Like with anything, the muscle supports the bone. So it can affect. Totally. And some people just get obsessed with it and they want it. I probably get it maybe twice a year, if that. I don't go very often to get that done. So that's my recommendation. This is just a question that I have seen pop up in a lot of the conversations that my friends have about like, this is the first time they're experiencing, you know, clenching and grinding their teeth. They are trying to like purchase a night guard or a mouth guard like at the drugstore or online. Is that advisable or would you really recommend like seeing your dentist for like a custom night guard? I would definitely recommend seeing your dentist for a custom night guard. That is just going to fit perfectly. We take an impression, we make a mold, everything is custom fit to your mouth. The only time we recommend a store-bought night guard is if there's no other option, if you're out of town. You can't see your dentist during the pandemic, right? We were closed for five months. One of our biggest calls, emergency calls that we got was my jaw hurts. I'm clenching. I'm burning. So at that point you go to the store and you get a store-bought night guard, you know? But yeah, I mean, the first recommendation is always to come in and get fitted for one. Anything custom is always better. And then how often do you have to switch those out? I mean, make it, it depends on how much you're grinding or wearing through. I mean, I've seen them last like a year plus. And they'll get dingy over time. You definitely want to replace them for hygiene reasons. You know, maybe once a year or so. Yeah. I've seen people grind through them too quickly. So Me. Mine? I got a new one this year and I'm just like sanding it off basically. It's wild times. This is like a personal question, but does CBD or any of like gummies or things like that, does that help? No. So like one of Sarah and I's biggest like disagreements on this podcast is like, I don't believe that CBD works for anxiety. Like I enjoy the Lord Jones gumdrops. They do feel nice. But then I'm like, am I just telling myself I'm more relaxed or is this this actually relaxing me? Right. 
but I believe in CBD for like hair care yeah, and like skin care, anti-inflammatory yeah. reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Beautiful moisturizer. Great for anti-inflammatory benefits. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure if you're like ingesting it, it's also great for anti-inflammatory things as well within the body. But Sarah loves CBD and she's like singing it from the rooftops and like wants everyone to take CBD. And it obviously depends on like the brand. But I know that like some of these like gummies that I've taken before, like it's not just the CBD, like that's, you know, helping to like quell the anxiety or the stress. But I just also like anecdotally have heard from friends who have been experiencing the clenching and the grinding that they take like a CBD gummy and it helps. So that was just a question. Yeah, I also think that healthcare and beauty and all that, it's what what works for you. Like Kirby, your body might not synthesize it in that way where it calms you down, but Sarah, your body might be like, yes, give me more. (laughs) So it's really about (laughs) finding out what works for you. Ultimately, it's about getting those stress levels down. If it's CBD, that works for you, great. If it's meditation, great. If it's laying off the caffeine, Mm. which is hard to do, Mm. especially for me. That's like my one vice is coffee. I mean, then it's that alcohol too can exacerbate grinding and clenching. Like your sleep patterns sometimes with alcohol are just a little off. So we always recommend like easy on the alcohol, easy on the caffeine, easy on anything that's going to affect your nervous system because that's where it's all rooted. You know, meditation, lifestyle changes, keep the stress levels low, even though that's so much easier said than done these days, right? All important. One thing I did want to touch on when you talk about mouth guards, because like, I think one thing that we haven't mentioned during this discussion is that like dentistry is expensive. And I know some people listening may not have health insurance Mm -hmm. and may not have access to a dentist. And for me personally, I was lucky enough to grow up where my mom really prioritized making sure we got to like teeth cleanings twice a year. It's something that I really have prioritized in my life. I know that that's not something accessible to every person that might be listening to this. So if you are clenching and grinding and you can't see a professional, the reason why Dr. V says that is because with some of those bite guards that you get like at a CVS or something like that, they're not perfectly molded to your bite. So like it actually may be causing more issues with the clenching and grinding because your teeth are constantly trying to like set essentially but there are some options online that you can look into where like they'll send you a mold to do at home it's like very much like a customized bite guard on the fly and if you need to we'll link a few of those in the show notes should you guys want to check those out but I always want to be very aware and open that like not everyone can just like pop over to the dentist yeah no 100% listen doing something is always better than doing nothing in life, most of the time, we can't always do the ideal thing. You know, the ideal thing is get to your dentist, get a night guard. But yes, that can be a little pricey. So do something that's better than doing nothing, whether it's getting one online, trying the store-bought one, seeing how you feel with that, reducing stress levels, which is not just great for your teeth, but great for everything anyway, mm-hmm. as a lifestyle change, you know. But yeah, that's a really good point. So stress is a big factor You touched on sleep apnea, which I actually thought was super interesting. Can you kind of explain that a little bit deeper to our audience, like what your mouth is doing when you have sleep apnea and why that might cause clenching or grinding? Yeah. So with sleep apnea, your sleep is interrupted. And that means that the oxygen flow to your brain is interrupted, right? So the oxygen flow gets lower and that causes a stress response in your body. Your body's like, oh my God, it freaks out. My brain is not getting enough oxygen and grinding and clenching, the grinding at night in particular is is a, a response to that. And the thought is behind that, that the act of grinding can move your mouth in such a way to open up that airway a bit. So it's also, it's, it's kind of like your body's way of compensating for the lack of oxygen flow. But yeah, it's a really interesting correlation. I mean, I've seen that a lot. And if you feel like, you know, if you wake up tired and you feel like you might have sleep issues, getting a sleep study is actually one of the best things you can do because getting good sleep and getting good oxygen flow at night really just changes everything. It's a game changer. I want to do a sleep study. You could, and you should. Listen, having sleep apnea and issues with sleep increases your risk of all kinds of things. I'm not saying you're young and healthy, but you know, especially in the older population, stroke and all kinds of issues. Yeah. My dad sleeps with one of those 
machines. The CPAP machines. Yeah, exactly. And there are solutions for that, yeah. right? The grinding at night is your body's stress response. Your body's like freaking out and that's the way your body reacts. And part of that too, it changes like the soft palate and hopefully increases that oxygen flow. I'm loving all this information. Like, give me more teeth information. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, give me more teeth. Yeah. <laughs> no, truly. Oh, wait, I have a question. Is This might be a dumb question. Yeah. You're not an oral surgeon, right? Like, as a cosmetic dentist, you do not perform oral surgery. Uh, I do not perform oral surgery in the practice. I did do a fellowship in implant surgery. As a general dentist, you can do, like, tooth extractions and stuff. But I'm not, no, I'm not a board-certified oral surgeon, and I... Only cosmetic dentistry at this point. Okay. So then let's say somebody rolls in me and <laughs> I still have two of my wisdom teeth, one still impacted, but one literally is like basically just out, hanging out, chilling, ready to go. Would you tell someone like little old me? Like you, like Kirby, if you showed up at my office, I'd give you a hug and we'd sit down and talk about it. <laughs> You're maybe clenching and grinding because you have this extra tooth in your mouth because I do not want to get these removed, Dr. V. So sometimes if you have back teeth that are throwing your bite off or what we call out of occlusion or causing you to bite in a certain way, what we call parafunction. So the way your mouth functions normally, if it doesn't function normally, it's called parafunction, right? If those back teeth are causing any sort of parafunction, that can cause grinding, tooth wear, all of that. If they're in occlusion, not causing any bite issues, if your bite is fine and not affected by those back teeth, and there's no real reason to get them out, I think you're fine. But if you're having pain, if they're growing in in such a way that can produce like that one that's still impacted, if it's growing in horizontally as opposed to up and down vertically, sometimes they grow into the side and can affect the tooth next to it. That's a reason to consider getting them out. But if they're in function, in proper occlusion, and there's no constant inflammation or infection, you're okay. fine. The only reason you should consider getting your wisdom teeth taken out is if it's causing too much crowding in your mouth, like there's not enough space here. A lot of times people will do that before braces. If it's getting constantly inflamed, that's a really tough area to clean. Back there is really okay. hard. I, you know, flossing back there and everything, that's tough. So if you're getting constant inflammation, constant infection, that's a reason. If that tooth is throwing your bite off, and sometimes that happens, we get what we call like a hit and slide action. You'll hit on it and your jaw will slide in a certain way. That's something to look at too. So it really, it's not just like a yes or no answer. Like, do I need to get them taken out or not? It's really looking at it further, taking some x-rays. How's the tooth growing in? How does it feel? How does the tissue look? How does your bite look? Okay. I'm not as worried anymore. <laughs> yeah. And if you need them taken out, I'll come hold yeah. your hand. Come and It'll give me fine. some we'll be TLC. Good. I'll give you some CBD. Hopefully it'll work. Slip <laughs> <laughs> it right in there. I'm going to need a little bit more than that, I think. Yeah. So one thing that people were constantly messaging me about when the height of Free Britney happened and she was posting more on her Instagram was like, what is going on with her teeth? Her teeth look like they've separated. I would bet $100,000 that Brittany does have veneers and that she got them at a young age because she did have like a very significant gap in her teeth when she was younger, similar to what I had. And then all of a sudden, like there was no braces, nothing like all of a sudden they were perfect. Let me, hold on. Let me FaceTime her right now and see what, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm teasing. Sarah's face. Sarah's name was like, what? Wait, let me get her on now. See what she has to say. Yeah, yeah. Great, 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 great. <laughs> Let's call her right now. Um, no, I agree. You know, that's one thing. She's gorgeous. I love her. And I really, you know, you feel for people's journeys and I love to see people coming out of things. Anyway, her smile too. Yes. I, patients that asked me about that too. Like, have you seen, you know, it could be that she had braces and even with veneers, teeth still mm -hmm, move, mm -hmm. right? So you still have to wear your retainer and then veneers too. Like, you know, they look good for a while. They should last about 15 plus years, but there comes a time where, you know, life happens, aging happens, and it's time to replace them. It's not like significant. It's like a movement. People were noticing the movement. Yeah. So even if someone has veneers, like teeth can still move post braces. So many of my patients have had braces growing up and come in in their thirties 
40s and the teeth have shifted because they thought, oh, I don't have to wear the retainer anymore. And while the teeth are in a more stable position, with time, with function, with the forces on the teeth, the teeth will move. Totally. Definitely. Yeah, totally. But hey, you know, we can always help Brittany out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now that she's out of her conservatorship and is going to get access to her own money, I mean, she was in it for 13 years. So like if she had gotten her veneers it's before insane. that and wasn't allowed to simply get her IUD removed, I can't imagine they'd let her get her veneers fixed. So totally. Jeez. Well, I'm hopeful. We'll make this happen. Brit, Brit, we are here for you. Hey, <laughs> we're, we're it Brittany. appears her hair got fixed. Like she went and got her hair done. So I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. It's the Britissance. We'd love it's to all see happening. It. We're going to watch this transformation. I'm so excited yes, for her. Same. Amen. All right, Dr. Ooh. B, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. We're going to quiz you on your favorite oral care products to use at home. Easy, easy peasy. What is your favorite toothpaste and floss? I love Crest 3D Glam White. I feel like it's the best thing to use to keep your teeth white. I love Crest products in general. Floss, I've been kind of digging the Moon Floss. I feel like Moon is Kendall Jenner's line. It's this gray floss that's waxed. And I feel like it's really, I've tried it. I've gotten samples and it's like really easy to get in there. And the most important thing with flossing is being able to get in between the teeth. But also, aside from flossing, you know, I love water flossers. So the water pick is great, too, if you're going to use something like that. If you've got the time and you, you know, that's not, I'm happy when my patients are flossing, you know, but the, the really special patients that really go that extra mile and use the water pick, I love it. Perfect. So then you love, you love water flossers, but what's your favorite toothbrush? Sonicare. Diamond Clean. It's yeah. the best. The gold okay. standard. Yeah, and it comes in ah. pink, so... It comes in it comes in rose gold, so come on. Okay, are there any oral care products that we should be using that you feel like most people or most of your patients don't consider? Yes, definitely. I think um, brushing your tongue, I think a lot of people overlook that. I think it's super important because your tongue is huge, right? And when you look at the mouth, right, it's where a lot of the bacteria live there's bad bacteria on there. It's going to cause bad breath. It's going to increase your risk of gum disease, gingivitis, cavities, all of that. So it's really important to brush your tongue. There's a brand called Gum, G-U-M. They have this one that's like a dual action, like scraper and brusher, but really whatever you're using, you can designate a whole separate toothbrush for it. Like whatever you're using is fine, but get in there because the tongue has all those little, you know, taste buds that will capture that bacteria. And if you clean your teeth and your gums, but leave the tongue, I mean, that's going to leave a whole lot of bacteria in there. So I think tongue brushing is hugely, hugely overlooked for fresh breath and also for health. Also something really cool and interesting that I love is, you know, all this talk about probiotics and how good, how good they are for you. So I'm a big believer in probiotics for overall health. I think gut health is related to oral health. It's literally one tube and one system, all related. Lowering that inflammation, getting uh, the good bacteria to be able to thrive is really important. Also, they have these little, they're called probiora, probiora mints. They're probiotic mints for your mouth. They stay in your mouth. Because anything in your mouth, like gingivitis and cavities, is caused by bad bacteria. When you introduce good bacteria into that, what we call an oral microbiome, that changes everything too. Amazing. So that's more from a health perspective. If your teeth are healthier, if your mouth is healthier, it's just going to look better. And smell Yes. <laughs> your breath is going to be much fresher. So. Love that. Men. We know that you see a lot of celebrities, obviously. They're like your actual patients. But- uh, here in Los Angeles, we want to know what celebrity, dead or alive, would you just lose your mind if you met or, you know, was sitting in your patient chair? The cool thing is, is that I don't usually lose my mind when I meet celeb patients because I'm like so oblivious to it. However, you know, Keanu Reeves, I mean, because, hey, it's Keanu That's Reeves. That's a good right? I mean, one. <laughs> you know what? It's because I, I've read a little bit about his story and he's been through so much and he remains humble and he's Hollywood, but he's not so into like that public persona and all that. He's private and he's been through his struggles and he's still successful and he seems like a good person. I really, I just appreciate that whether he's a celeb or not. So yeah, maybe I would lose my mind a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Fun fact, I have seen Keanu in real life. I was going to a screening. I think it was at the Warner Brothers lot. And I was driving on the lot. I just happened to look to my left. I was at a little stop sign. And there was a man walking to his motorcycle and getting ready to put his helmet on. And it was him. And I remember I just, I just oh God, stared at him because so I was dreamy. like, is that Keanu Reeves? He And he saw me looking at him and gave me a little wink. Dead. Oh Dead God. inside. So what are, guys, Ma'am. <laughs> guys, what are the chances that he was <laughs> um, like, zero, zero, <laughs> zero chances. Like, do you think? Do you think like he will be listening? Listen, to let's because, manifest put it in the world. Let's yeah, let's get in Keanu in your in your chair. Yes, I think he needs a mouth guard. Oh yes, get him a mouth guard. Get him a mouth guard. Custom bite. <laughs> Keanu, Doctor V is ready. Yeah, are you listening, Keanu? <laughs> Keanu, I know you're listening to this. I know you're all about beauty. I get it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Doctor V, you're so much fun. I adore you. Thanks, guys. You too. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Where can everybody find you and your practice? Like, tell us all of the places that we should find you online. Cool. Well, thanks for having me. This is so much fun. So on Instagram, it's drvictoriadds. It's drvictoriadds. Or our website is bitesmandds.com. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode with Dr. V. You know where to find us online on Instagram and Twitter. It's Los Angeles Pod. Join our Facebook group. We, I think if we haven't already, have a certain giveaway happening for some group members. (laughs) Make sure you're in the group so you can be a part of it. Also, you can find all of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. Be sure to subscribe, follow us, and leave a review. And you can access all of the products mentioned on every episode via our website, glossangelispod.com. Just click on the episode name and you'll see them all listed there. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.